0: From Pure Green in Nashville, Rodney Creech from Lawn Plus in West Alexandria, Ohio, and um, Kendall Hines from Lawn Doctor of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So gentlemen, we're just gonna um, go down the line and please just give us a little more background about your company, um, you know, size and scope, how you got started, and what kind of growth you're projecting for 2018.
1: Well, uh, for those that I didn't get a chance to talk to, my name is Kendall Hines. Uh, I'm to talk to a lot of you guys, and, you know, being 26 years old, I'm trying to take more away from this conference of being around a lot of great business owners like yourselves, um, but I did have a lot of success in a short amount of time in my franchise system, Lawn Doctors. So, my story starts, you know, my, my dad uh, started our franchise 17 years ago, and mom and dad, and, you know, we were a one truck, one machine operation for those first thirteen years and I was on the lawns with them, you know, ever since I was a kid. So the only part we were missing was sales and marketing. And um uh, that was you know, four years ago I took over to the sales and marketing and I just fully committed to the sales and since then I've grown and scaled the company to fifteen hundred accounts. Um, and our next year target's three thousand, I think we'll hit Right now we're doing half a million revenue, and um, you know next year the target is a million, I th- and I think we'll surpass that because it seems like we're selling more and more uh, every year. So I've, it's really an honor to be around all these successful business owners and that are uh, you know experiencing success. So thanks for having me. Well, good morning, um, my name is Rodney Creech, and uh,
2: our business story is a lot different than the most. Um, I went to college, uh, got a degree in agronomy. I'm a farmer by trade and uh, ended up taking a lot of turf classes and uh, that's what got me into the turf industry. Um, so I came home uh, working in the farming operation. I had a, a, a sales role at a local co-op selling fertilizer weed, you know, weed control products and accidentally started the lawn care business. So um, I was taking care of my neighbors, my mom and dad, salons, everybody that I knew and uh, long story short accidentally started a lawn care business and so uh, after after i got into it you know i turned it into a business and uh, it kept growing continually uh, where we come from we have a lot of roots so everybody knows everybody and they felt sorry for the little creech boy uh, that started a lawn care business and uh, so it's, it was unique and so uh, it's different you know I, I i come in here i've learned a lot because a lot of guys start a business to sell it and what I've learned is I I'm, I don't have a business that's for sale. Um, we want to continue to let me rephrase that. It's always for sale. Uh, <laughs> but we're not building our business to sell it. We are building it to service customers. And uh, you know we started out me in a truck. My dad was my first employee. Uh, we're now up to 32 employees, um, and we're growing steady. Uh, we grow 20 to 25 percent a year, um, and we we believe in you know taking care of our employees. We think our employees are our number one salesmen. Um, and and they, they believe in what we do. We believe in them. And uh, we we do a lot. Our, our guys, when they clock out, they'll sit around and talk. They do things after work, and so we're family. So it's just different, um, but we're, you know, uh, we have we do have a goal, you know, in, in 20 years, we're either gonna pass it on Bobby Brower. I, I did mention the most important part of our business. Um, Six years ago I was gonna get out of the business. I was burnt out. I hated it. Um, I was tired of customers. Um, I hated it. And I bought I brought on Bobby Brower. We had I think eight hundred accounts and three trucks and now we're up to twenty one trucks and um it's all because of Bobby. I've actually been out of the business for five years, so I probably shouldn't be sitting up here, but. I'm being on be honest all the time asking what's going on, and he, I mean, I really, he's just amazing, um, and he's built an amazing team. But at the end of the day, we, we are a family, and our customers can feel that, and they love it. We, the feedback that we get is amazing. I mean, they love our guys, and so that's, that's, our, that's how we do business.
3: Nathan Brandon with Pure Green. Uh, I've had Pure Green for four years now. Before that, uh, I was in full service maintenance business for fourteen years with a business partner. and After fourteen years, decided that um, it was time to do something different. So I got a divorce, uh, and it was actually one of the best things that I ever did as far as business goes. And so um, we did full service maintenance. And um, never will forget the day that I told them, and, and basically I. Uh, Realized how much money we could make in, we did spray as well, and realized how much money we could make in just a spray business. And went to him and said, hey, we can cut half of our fleet, we can cut 30 of our employees, and mean you can take on the same exact amount of money. And uh, he looked at me and goes, why would you want to do that? And I was like, okay, it's time for me to move on and do something different. So our divorce took six months. Um, Ended May or started in May right before Labor Day or Memorial Day rather, and then it ended uh, right there at uh, the first of November. So I had all that time to plan my next business and, and planned it with a lot of purpose and a lot of focus. Um, we started back, I guess, in 2013. Um, this year we'll do right at 1.3, 1.4 million dollars. Uh, the next year our target is 1.8. Um, We're doing that primarily through direct mail and online marketing. Uh, We do no telemarketing. Uh, This year we did a little bit of direct mail. Um, We do a huge market with contractors. Um, In our area, licensing is very difficult to obtain, so a lot of contractors (coughs) cannot perform those services. And so we've built a huge market with that and have been able to really grow our business quickly that way. We're servicing approximately right now 1,400 residential properties plus another probably 200 uh, commercial sites and contractor sites that we're doing as well.
0: Okay, great. Um, so everyone's projecting pretty, you know, some growth or pretty aggressive growth. So I want to hear how you're going to staff up because that's obviously what a lot of people have been talking about this, this whole week is labor and, um, and that sort of thing. So how are you, you know, how many people do you think you need to add this year and how are you, how are you doing that?
3: So we'll probably have to add two additional employees for that. Um, it'll require two trucks. Um, for me, one of the best ways, I'm constantly recruiting, always. I don't wait till I have to find guys. Um, I'm constantly talking to vendors, suppliers, contractors. Um, if I see a technician from another, from a large corporate, Company, I'll stop and talk to them on the side of the road. It all depends. And my truck doesn't have logos on it. So I don't wear logo shirts most of the time. So I'll stop and talk to them. And if I have a good response from them, I'll have my card and say, hey, if you ever want to make a change, give me a call. Um, that has proven to be very successful for me. But it's all based on that first interaction. Do they take the time to actually talk to me and spend the time? Or are they just get back to work as quickly as possible? You know, just thinking I'm somebody wasting their time. Um, I've picked up two really good technicians that way in the, just this past year, and it's been very successful. Um, also, like going through vendors, I'm constantly talking to those guys because they are always the ones who hear the technicians complaining. Uh, my vendor, who's in the old Lesko drive through store in Nashville, is the best one because guys drive in, they park, they get out, they go to the counter, and they complain. Then they get back in the truck and they drive on out. And so, yeah, great success finding guys uh, through that as well.
0: So you just you just say, hey, do you know anybody
3: who's unhappy? Or it- yeah, so I approach it from the unhappy standpoint most of the time. Um, i really focus in our business as a family-first business. So it's like uh, when I say that, the example I'll give you is like next week's Thanksgiving. We'll be closed Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, I travel for Thanksgiving. Um, and so because of that, um, I try to take the approach of going, if I'm traveling and I'm willing to do this for my family, I want to be able to offer that for the moment my employees as well, and so that'll be paid for them. They'll be paid for that. We shut down the week of Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, and that's fully paid as well. Um, so I really try to allow them to do that. So that's one of the big sales tools that we do when trying to bring on employees, is talking about the culture and the different things that we do to promote that family environment and family atmosphere. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, in terms of you know people, <laughs> specifically. <laughs>
2: Hey, Bobby, can we come up
0: here?
2: <laughs> um, you know, the yeah. ADD real bad. Um, the, the, our, the most of our growth, uh, when I started, I, I, again, I wasn't trying to grow a business. I was trying to provide a good lawn care service. So just in the last five years, we have exploded. Um, and one of the biggest reasons is we do a lot of TV, radio. Um, everybody says I have a face to radio. I don't think that's funny, but that's what they tell me. And, uh, so we do a lot of TV radio, and our biggest thing is building brand. Um, we're actually, we're in a large area. We cover about 12 different counties in Southwest Ohio. Um, so we cover the entire marketing area of these TV, we're on three different TV channels, and it's huge um, for us, um, just to get our name out. Because you all know, I mean, there's a lot of people out here doing what we do. Um, so our goal is just to get our name out, get a, get a good quality brand. Um, We've done the door Direct and mailings and stuff, have not had a lot of success with that. Um, We're doing a lot of things now through Real Green. Um, It's over my head, um, and it does great job for us. Um, And again, it's just building that brand and uh, letting people know what we do and and standing in front of them. Uh,
0: And so when you need to add an employee, where do you turn? How how do you
2: guys handle that? Um, We've been very fortunate to know a lot of people you know I mean most of the people that work for us we've known for a long time um, we are starting to get some people um, that we I guess don't know but we uh, you know when we hire them um, but I don't know we've done a good job hiring I mean, um, out of our uh, entire team I mean we really only have one or two guys that we have small issues with and like I always tell Bobby you know I sit there and I pick people apart but I, I forget that they're 95% of the time they're awesome. I, I focus on that 5% um, because we can do better. And so I'm kind of the negative guy sometimes because I see that 5%, and, but I, I do that as a, as a good thing. And I mean, we have just been blessed with good employees. Um, I think as we grow, it's gonna be harder and harder because we're cherry picking all the <laughs> good people that we, I mean, you know, you start going outside of the county and hiring people that you don't really
1: have roots with. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, so far, it's been a good success. Great. And then for us, I mean, you know, I'm kind of very much at a different stage than a lot of everybody in here. Um, but so half of my team is family members. I have two 21-year-old brothers who work in the family business. And my dad still is on the lawns. And my mom works in the office answering the phones. And then we have a couple more employees as well. But. What I've been doing is trying to position us as the dominant player in the market. There are a lot of sleepy companies in our industry, or in our market. Um, they've, been in, they've been in business for 40 years. They're doing the same thing over and over. They've got 20 or 30 trucks. And I can start sniping those employees, right? Like, you can go on LinkedIn, look up companies by name, and look up employees of, and then go on Facebook and directly message them saying, hey, let's do coffee, let's do lunch. Do you have upside at your current company? You know, I mean, that's what I'm doing because I know that where we're going, there's going to be way more upside for those employees than where they're currently at. Because I want to help my people personally develop and you know help grow my dream and vision of a huge successful business. So, so how
0: how many people are you going to have to add to add that? Really? Well, we've had so much
1: sales coming in, it kind of smoothed over a lot of inefficiencies. So we were like 30 or 40 percent efficient this year. Um, so I think just getting more efficient with the people that we do have, because we did a lot of stupid stuff this year um, with the growth, right? You, you learn and get better every year, I'm sure. And, uh, but the growth definitely helped, right? Cash fixes everything. and um, <laughs> you know, So we're going to get better at what we're at the basics and actually like becoming efficient with the people and resources that we do have. Um, so I think we might need one more tech, but I, I think we have enough trucks and people to, to keep, keep the boy – we keep the boys working out there, you know, so, that uh, just, one, one more technician, I think, is what we'll need.
0: Okay, and that's actually the next question, so if you just wanna keep the mic, what, um, what things have you done to be more efficient this year? Have you added any new equipment, or, you know, use any new products, or?
1: Yeah, so I, mean I learned very quickly, I'm a sales guy, I'm a marketing guy through and through, that's my passion, that's my thing, that's how I know what drives business and growth. Um, so I actually got cold called by a guy from uh, the east side, and uh, I, I could tell in his voice that he was looking for opportunity, and he had ran a fur division at another company across the state, and I wasn't looking for anybody, but I knew I needed an operations manager, and my mom didn't want to hire him, and I said, oh, we're doing it. Like, we need this guy to keep, you know, get, get to the next level, so um, I'm not handling any operations, so that's what helps me focus on sales and driving marketing and growth, where I can spend all my time and attention on networking, um, you know, going to Chamber of Commerce events, BNI groups. You know, we do everything in terms of marketing. So um, basically not doing the operations side or, you know, just generally overseeing somebody else that's handling it. So you hire that guy?
0: Yeah. And, and he's taking he's care been, of He's been doing
1: great. And, and we're about the same age, too, so he's hungry and he wants to grow with the company. He wants to own something and blow up a department and be really, you know, be the best operations guy in the country. Like, that's, you know, the kind of mindset that I want to instill in him so that he, you know, has a passion to come to work every day, you know, and, and, and be great at work, too.
0: Is there anything, like, did he bring any new ideas or anything specific? Did he, does he want to
1: buy it? He Just he, he really cares about the efficiencies not operations. I'm like, All right. like dude, just, just figure it out, right? Like, get it done. Like, Let's go sell some more customers and expand the business. But he wants to make sure everything's perfect and great, and, and you know we're hitting all of our uh, you know our 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 targets and stuff on the lawn, and all the lawns are quality. You got to have a quality product to be able to sell the customers and let them know, hey, we're the best. There's nobody else that's going to do for you what I'm going to do for your lawn. Um, so he's just as obsessed with the quality as I'm obsessed with the growing sales and market. I think that's what we're a good one
0: two punch with that. So. Okay,
2: great. Um, as far as efficiencies, I mean, that's something that we work on all the time. Um, you know, a lot of times the more efficient you become, the more you find out you're not efficient in, in certain areas, and that's definitely one of the things that we, we work on. Um, as far as equipment and, and, and everything, I mean, we, we really, from a production standpoint, we can't become much more efficient. We're very efficient with uh, the way we build our trucks, we're a very simple operation. Um, if you saw our production trucks, they're just so simple. I mean, literally the power fertilizer, <coughs> excuse me, um, a mini tote of water and a machine hang off the back of our trucks. I mean, it's the simplest thing that you can have. Um, so our guys are very, very efficient. Um, of course, we all have those, you know, uh, things that we like to work on. Uh, the gas station stops, the Facebook, uh, those things bother me, but I also understand that I do it all day, too, so <laughs> I can't ask that <laughs> out um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, as far as our operation, I mean, we're probably operating, I, I don't know, if I had to guess, at 70 or 80%, and I don't know if we can get any better than that, um, and when I say that, you know, they're human beings on their own. I mean, technically, our guys are out there, they're self-employed, and, you know, we, we do set goals for um, then not financial goals. I mean, we, we, the one thing that I learned early on is you don't set, you have to hit this dollar amount or this many lawns. Um, we focus on quality. So, I trust, you know, when we give them, we say, go do as much as you can today, you know, and, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but, uh, you know, that way we're not ghosting lawns We're doing things that we shouldn't cut corners. Uh, quality is number one. One of the things that I always tell people, you know, anybody can spread fertilizer. The homeowner can do it, their neighbor boy can do it. Um, so where we try to separate ourselves as service, and so we really, we're a service company providing a lot care as well, you know. it's We just try to wow them. And when
0: them. you say they're self-employed, you just mean like figuratively they can go out and make yeah. their own, yeah, I mean, we, not like contracting. No, no. Okay.
2: no, I'm just saying, you know, it, technically it's, they're going out on their own. I mean, there's okay. nobody in that truck watching them, so it's their little business, and so I hope they're running it. You know, we don't want to babysit them. Um, even though I'd love to, you know, I, it's just it's just not good for morale. Um, and again, I'm hard, yeah, you know, I'm hard on guys because I never took. I, I mean, I didn't even eat lunch when I was in a truck. But you know, it's not that I don't want them to eat lunch. I just want them to eat it fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's just you know, it's just a different mindset. When when it's your business, you you operate it differently than uh, than an employee would. So. I have to take myself out of that, you know, and think of it like they do. So I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, got it. Nathan.
3: They were all like a They had to our business. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as efficiencies for us, um, we pull a hose, that's what we do. The only granular application we do is your uh, narration season, season. Um, and season. so for us it's And just, have you always done it that way? We've all with this business I have always done it with, um, other business we were Um um, but even at the other business, we pushed a spreader, we didn't run any ride-ons. Uh, and that was simply, we just found with our topography that we have with the hills, um, we ended up causing, we did demo a couple of units, we ended up causing more damage and more of a pain in the backside than it was actually trying to do the work. Um, so for us, one of the big efficiencies we use is the Gregson Clark, the Eco 505 system injection we control. Um, I put that in place when I started this business. Um, and it's been a huge, Huge time of money saver for us as far as minimizing the amount of backpacks that we have on trucks. Um, and then enabling us to use better quality weed controls, more of the premium weed controls, and still only spending the same money as about pulling his frame triplet or something along those lines. Um, because we use half or less as much weed control. Um, that's one of the big things that we've done. Um, and then relying on real grinding and the GPS routing of our trucks and technicians to keep it up with that. Um, one of the things that I've also found that works really well as far as gas station stops is putting on-site fuel tanks. Um, on-site fuel tank uh, probably, I don't know how much time it actually cut off the bus, but it saved a tremendous amount of money. Uh, specifically in my other business, we were running, we have 12 service trucks on the road every day, and our know, landscape service trucks had uh, you know three guys in a truck, and they would go every single day, 30 minutes at a pop to fill up the gas station and get their breakfast or coffee or whatever it was and so get 27 guys there for however long that was and that's a lot of time that adds up. Uh, this business I don't have on-site fuel like trucks storage however there is a company in Nashville that does on-site fuel delivery of trucks so they'll come and fill the trucks on-site um, and it's virtually the same if we pay it monthly fee and it's a flat cost just like it is at the pump for gas um, so that's one of the things that allows guys going to wasting time in stores and gas stations. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, great. Um, So in terms of sales and marketing, you touched on it a little bit, but you're projecting a decent amount of growth next year. Are you doing anything different on that side of things? No, all
3: that will come uh, through networking to contractors, um, as well as our online presence. uh, Facebook ads, Google pay-per-clicks, organic growth, organic searches online. and then we'll do some networking events, um, not necessarily b i but comparable business events like that. And with the contractor networking to grow that side,
0: how do you approach that?
3: So one, I ask a lot of my good contractors, so you have good contractors bad contractors. I've talked to several guys here, they're like, ah, in our area, all the contractors are horrible. They don't pay their bills, they suck, they're jabronis, whatever it is. And, and so they don't wanna mess with it. I have found there are some very successful landscape contractors in town. Um, I've got one specifically does all high-end residential installation work and he maintains that work. Um, and when a, you know, he's a, All of his projects, the houses he's working on are on one to five million dollar houses. So his landscape installs are all 150 plus. Um, and when you work with somebody like that and that level of contract, <coughs> um, paying bills isn't really a big issue that I found because the people pay him quickly. Um, and then he in turns pays me quickly. I get a check on or around the 20th of every single month, um, like clockwork from him. Um, he'll spend about $80,000 this year with me. Um, and he's constantly growing. He hates making but well, he does it simply because he has to maintain the properties that he installs. Um, so I'll talk to him because he's got other contractor friends in the area that he works with as well. It um, will pick some up that way. And I talk to my suppliers. Um, and and work that way. And I'll go to the nurseries around town and actually find the guys who have the nice trucks, the clean trucks, and then I'll go in and talk to the the management there at the branch and ask them about them, pick their brand, they pay their bills on time, do they do these other things before I go and try to work at their business. Okay,
0: great. Ryan, you mentioned TV and radio a little bit. Um, Is that primarily how you guys will grow? or are you doing
2: anything else marketing-wise that's new or different? Yeah, um, and the answer, yeah, we do have a fuel store. business, that, that, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, um, to answer your question, TV and radio is our, our main uh, source. Uh, we also do a lot through our uh, website. Um, we have an uh, outside company that manages our, our website and all that stuff they do behind the scenes. Um, that's been good for us. And referrals, we really, really push referrals with our customers um, we're not I mean we, we beg them to tell their neighbors about us and, and a lot of uh, our new sales comes from from
0: referrals so does the technician take care of that or how do you What is that internationally like?
2: um well we do it through our Facebook um, it's we, we do it on I think on our invoice I mean anything anytime we're in front of them, I mean, on the back of our business cards you know we say the best uh, what do we say Bob the uh, best uh, <laughs> I've been at, uh, the best. Uh, like the best compliment. Best compliment you can give us is a referral, and we and we're very aggressive. I believe we do forty-five dollars, I think, or like a thirty or something. Um, so, yeah, it's changed since I was there, but seriously, it's it's just huge. I mean, when, so you you get an incentive when? You oh do yeah, yeah, we give an incentive to the referee and the referral. Got it. So. Um, I, I told him this morning, actually, I was out networking until 1 o'clock in the morning. With, uh, That's a okay. But eco care, so I'm not on my A game by any means. We had, we had a baconator at Wendy's last night at 1 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, so what,
0: how much do you guys give for, for a
2: referral? <laughs> well, we, we give a uh, new customer uh, $15, but uh, our existing customer that did refer us, we gave them.
3: Credit or cash or? application. So 15 for the new customer and 30 for the referral. Yep. Got it. That's what I said. Right,
0: <laughs>
3: 45, <Yeah>. so- <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it, it,
2: referrals are huge for us. That's, that's one of the things, I mean, it's the easiest sale you can get, so. Awesome. I'm just gonna pass the
1: money. Yeah. Got <laughs> um, So for us, uh, I mean, being 26, I obviously know social media is where it's at, that's where everybody's attention is, right? You're driving down the highway, you see them scrolling, people f- scrolling through their phones while they're driving, right? Um, so all the attention's on Facebook right now. Uh, we're deploying a lot of dollars on Facebook. We're moving a lot of it from PPC over to Facebook because the nice thing about Facebook is uh, you can upload a lookalike audience. So you upload your email database to Facebook. They find all, the, all your customers digitally that look like your current customers. You put your ads right in front of those customers. Just so, in a numbers perspective, we spent about five grand in Facebook ads this year, and sold about 25k in new sales from it. So it's not everything, but it's definitely a part of the puzzle. And as you know, that medium continues to get more attention. um, You're going to see more businesses moving their dollars there. So we we do Facebook. We do everything. I mean, we do Facebook home shows. Um, We're doing a door knocking campaign this year, and then what I'm most excited about. Um, is adding our telemarketing division, and uh, you might think that that might not have the best ROI anymore. But um, you know what? We there was just money sitting on the table that we never tapped into from the last 17 years. You know, calling our current customers, calling cancel customers, calling pitch not solds, all that data that we had for years and years. We saw we, we sent letters, but we never had the manpower to call behind it. And now, in putting that telemarketing division, we're going to have the power to do that. Um, so are you hiring people to do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- this past season we had three guys, but everybody's responsible for revenue in our company. And I make that known. Like we, we cannot grow without everybody bringing in money. Like, who's got my money? Please go find who's got your money. Like people you don't know have your money. So we go out and, and everybody's responsible for revenue. So I think my mom even sold 20K on phones this year, suggesting mosquito programs and grub controls and limes. And the technicians, I mean, um, everybody's responsible for revenue and bringing in a new business because without that, I mean, we don't survive and we, and we don't keep continue to grow. Um, but, yeah, we are – my target is to grow the business by a million dollars a year. And I don't think you can do that without having a formal in-house sales team, you know, guys sitting on the phones, driving top-line revenue. And are you um, –
0: did you implement some
1: incentive programs for that? Uh, yeah, so um, – I mean, we give our, uh, anybody in the company, they get 15% commission on any sales they make. I probably should have, hindsight's 2020, 20, right? You learn more with every season. I didn't have the best auditing process in place for some of the sales. Um, so we're gonna have a strict auditing process this next year, um, but like I said, I mean, all that growth kind of smoothed over that learning process, but I know that now, right? Um, but yeah, the, we, we do 15% on all sales, uh, and then, for the strictly sales guys, it's a little bit different. Um, it's bracketed, so you know, depending on how much they sell that week, they get a percent commission based on the total sales. Um, but I mean, you might think it's a dead thing, but people still pick up the phone and are buying over the phone, completely cold. So.
0: Okay, great. Does we have time for Q and A? Does anybody have any specific questions
2: for the panelists? Ken. I'm you using any special benefits for your key employees or any golden handcuffs?
0: So the question is is it, are any of the panelists using any benefits to keep um, key employees Golden handcuffs specifically
1: <laughs> To me I'm just trying to paint that picture of the future right like every year is going to be better every year is going to be bigger and there's endless opportunities so that's I guess in my limited career right I'm trying to paint the upside for them this is the place you want to be, there's going to be endless amounts of opportunity working for us. So that's what I'm trying to do, so I'm curious to hear what you guys do here. Um, I've never heard it put like that, but that's that's
2: interesting. Um, I mean, the thing that we try to, to do is create a great environment. Um, you know, a lot of people hate going to work every day. Um, we try to make it a very pleasant environment, very friendly. Um, you know financially we've not really uh, I mean we do pay our guys pretty well for the area um, but we don't have any golden handcuffs I'm gonna have to check into that but seriously I mean that is we were talking about that at the table last night you know how do you get people to where they're invested in your business and want to stay you know what's that dangling that carrot in front of them um, and that's something that we've never done but I think we may have to look into because you know that way they have more buy-in You know, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we just run it like a regular, straight-up business. You know, um, we do have a couple guys that get bonuses um, based on performance, but we kind of have two different businesses inside of our business. We we have an athletic field division that we just started three years ago. um, That's install, renovation, Um, and we're really driving this guy. So he does get some sales bonuses. And then we have a we had a tree and shrub plant health division two years ago. And that, you know, we're really driving those guys to run um, those separate businesses up and in, inside. But other than that, our regular long health portion, uh, we don't really have golden handcuffs
3: to answer that, that
2: question.
0: Nathan?
3: Um, the only one I've got any type of program like that on is by a general manager. Um, he gets a portion of top-line growth, um, or actually top-line revenue, not top-line growth. Um, and he only gets to keep 50% of that, the other 50% of it goes into an account. Um, that is kind of set there for him, um, really kind of, for me, my goal is to exit the business in 10 years. Um, I've got six years left to get it to where I want to get it and then offload the business. Um, and that's simply my philosophy from when I started the business, so I've set it up, trying to get the system and process in place to do that. So that money there is for him, for when I exit, that he will be able to leave before a certain period of time and be able to take the money with him. Um, And so that's, that's, so far, he's like that. Um, I don't do any sales commission. Um, I'm a little bit different than a lot of guys, Um, and the reason I don't do sales commission is because I find it's an absolute pain in the backside to keep up with and track it. Um, And so for me, focusing on this um, and and giving him a percentage of top-line revenue is an easy way to do it, and it works out for his sales commission to be about the same money um, as the sales commission would be for him. And so but that's what I've done. It's worked pretty well. Okay. You said there's, he gets some, is it some of the current period and some deferred? Is that what you said? Or how's that work? Yeah, so he gets half of it currently, so I pay it quarterly. So he gets half. So say this month, this quarter, he got $5,000, he'd get $2,500. The other $2,500 goes into the deferred account. <coughs>
0: Any other questions? Tom?
3: Why do you want out in ten years? Trade industry. Because I've been doing this since I was twelve.
1: Well, we're going to be the largest lawn doctor in the country for sure. Um, so I didn't have a choice in, in the matter. I grew up in this in this one. Right. Well, well if, if you go and read the franchise agreement, it's pretty strict. And the one thing that a lawn doctor likes to spend money on is legal counsel. Um, other than uh, that's about it, time Now, there's a, a, to be specific, there's a line item in the franchise agreement that reads that any direct descendants of franchisees, my parents hold the franchise contract, are not allowed to have percentage ownership in um, any green industry business. So I couldn't even own a mowing business, or one doc would be liable to take my parents and claim damages because I would be pulling revenue out of their royalty vertical, right? So, trust me, I... I wouldn't want to do that because I think i have, you know, the chops to start my own company and go independent, but I've already built this company, you know, to half a million bucks. Like, I just – I want to ride it out and see where this goes.
0: And, and you, are, you are buying your parents yeah, out? Yeah, and currently not? we have
1: offers submitted to my parents to buy them out, um, so they're going to retire. I'm going to take over the company fully, and um, we're buying the rest of the territory in West Michigan, uh, so, so I, I think we're in too far to, like, get out of it now. Um, especially being the fastest-growing franchise unit in the system, so trust me. I wish I was an independent guy. I think about it all the time. Like, ooh, dude, I'd, I'd love to do this with my logos and my websites and this and that. But it's one less thing I have to worry about. So I can keep all my. I guess I. I try to look at the positives at this point. I've been doing. I've been with this brand specifically since you know, I was eight years old out there with my dad. So I mean, I love the brand. I love the green thumb, all about green thick, weed free, right? And uh, you know, but it is, it is a hefty amount of royalty too, so. Any other questions? Luke? I have a question you on the end. Yeah. It's such a strong family business with your brothers and your dad, like, do you ever have employees that, like, you know, where am I
0: going to go
3: where's the advancement Where's the opportunity?
1: Yeah, it's tough because, um, a lot of our guys, they're less than, they're 25 or younger. We have a really young culture, which, you know, my mom being the mom figure, she's, like, asking about their personal lives. i like, hey, you know, like, how's, how's your relationship going? And I'm like, you can't, like, come on. You got to, there's no boundary. They're separate. She, like, wants to make them children, you know, like her children. So, I'm, and it's hard to crack the whip on your mom, you know, like, if in the office, right? i be like, hey, you know, like, what's up with that? She's like, oh, yeah, I have to work out at 4 p.m. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, I'm trying to like, grow this thing quickly. and you know, I need this done, right? And she, she comes to me with issues, right, and problems. I'm like, call Real Green. Pay them for support fees. Like, figure it out. I don't know. I, I can't. So it is a tough family dynamic. It's, it's been very interesting. That's why I'm trying to buy the company from my parents so I can have them retire, have the plan finish, their plan finish. And i can do what i want with the business go find a great office manager girl you know that can do the billing and okay <laughs> This is the roast that to Nintendo to earns right here right <laughs> on the stage. Right over past Lake. Um, but yeah, the First family dynamic is not—it's tough. It's tough because I didn't walk into a successful business, right? I mean, I walked into a part-time operation. My dad was a grocery manager at Meijer for 26 years. He bought this franchise for me. And my brothers who never had to work for anybody. So, um, you know, I saw him working three jobs. You know, making this franchise. You know, paying off all the debt on the franchise, so I came in, the business was debt free, and um, all I needed was sales, right, and that's what I went out and did, I sold, and uh, grew the business, so the family dynamics are tough, and that's kind of our biggest hurdle right now, is figuring out the exit strategy for my parents, and um, how that all works with Lawn Doctor, too, because, you know, for them to give a, a 26-year-old, you know, essentially three or four franchise territories, in Grand Rapids, which the Grand Rapids market's just exploding right now. Um, that was a little bit of massaging, but we finally got it to a point where they were comfortable with doing that. So um, but yeah, the family thing is interesting, to say the least. I, There's
0: no shortage of family business stories in this industry, right? So right. hopefully somebody here. Yeah,
1: and, I'm sure some people relate to you know, the pain yeah. that I got, I go through. I, I just want to sprint, and you know, they don't want to run at the same speed that I do. So, And that's,
0: that's probably pretty common, too. Um, Business owners and their employees, whether they're family or not. Yeah. So, um, any, anybody else? We probably have time for one more question before we head down and finish the day. A yes, I, Brad. I question for the panel, maybe for the whole room
3: also. Does anybody in this group, or you guys, have you ever used the h 2 program?
0: So, is anybody here using H2B in lawn care specifically? Yeah.
1: Well, this room in general is mostly lawn care, right? Right. And I'm, I'm curious if anybody in this segment.
3: Yeah, we
2: um, Yeah, we did. Yeah, we Yeah, we did 85 a year. And, nine and,
0: employees. and are they all in maintenance or install? Is anybody a technician or in lawn care? Um,
2: some of them that are returning have driver's licenses and are supervisors for us. So,
0: so some are supervisors? Right. Anybody else? Okay, great. Well, I think with that, we'll wrap up and head down to the meeting rooms. And uh, thanks, panel. You guys were great.